1: Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Charlotte Hornets. We had to wait a long time, two weeks, for a winning edition of the HHC, but we finally have one after the All-Star break plus three losses mixed in there. Hornets finally find their way back to the winner's circle and wow, did they do so in fine fashion. A 125-93 victory over the Toronto Raptors. Hornets first win over a team with a record over 500 since January 19th at Boston. The team had been in a long slump, but looks like the All-Star break did them some good as they snapped out of it with a great offensive, defensive, and all-around performance in the win over the Raptors. We'll of course break it down, give you our star players from last night's win. Also, we have a a special conversation with a young man named Noah Monroe. He's a Concord native, current sophomore at the University of North Carolina, and he has been selected as the inaugural recipient of the Rick Bonnell Memorial Scholarship. We had the pleasure and privilege of speaking with him. We'll have that conversation for you a little bit later on. And the latest episode of Real Access is dropped, and any episode of Real Access is entertaining. But when it is all Lamelo ball, it's going to set some kind of records. We'll talk about that as well with our guest host today. She is the manager of Social media and one of our favorites here on the hhc diana biffle back for another winning edition of the hornet Hivecast. diana a great win for the hornets last night 125 to 93 as i said in the opening this has been a long time coming charlotte was struggling with injuries and bad shooting and fatigue and after a week off they get a little healthier they certainly get their legs back under them And wow, did they put on a show.
2: Yes, there is no better way to make my return to the Hornets Hivecast to for the Hornets to make their return back to the court after the All-Star break. It was such a fun game. For those of you who were here, thank you so much for creating the most amazing energy. Those of you who weren't, I'm sure you had a blast watching the game. And how fun was it that it was a Friday night game, too? We had a wild crowd. So many people here having so much fun. The players were having so much fun. It was really awesome. The kind of basketball we want to watch for the rest of the season.
1: Just outstanding. you know, All across the board, the starters were great. The reserves were outstanding. Two players off the bench come up with 20-point performances. There were two double-doubles out there. Six players in double figures. The starting five, get this, Terry Rogier in the plus-minus column, he was a plus 46. Fred Van Vliet, the all-star for Toronto, was a minus 40. That's how much of a demolition this game was. It got to be just a fun game. The Hornets looked relaxed and loose, which is something they hadn't been. I don't know if it was the pressure of all the losses mounting or the poor shooting or all the questions about both of those topics, but just getting away for a week. Obviously, you don't get to dictate when your bye week shows up. You don't get to, you know, influence the schedule that way. But it certainly came at a good time for the Hornets.
2: It really, really did. And, you know, as you mentioned, both offensively and defensively, we really brought it tonight. And I think that shows with Fred Van Vliet at only eight points. And Siakam only at eight points, so it was incredible to see that defensive play come back. The defense turn into the offense. Cody Martin returned to the floor after being out for quite some time with an ankle Achilles injury. I mean, really, really awesome to see. So. Hopefully we keep it rolling on Sunday.
1: Definitely hoping so. That one will be against Detroit. We'll talk more about that one in tomorrow's edition of the HHC. This one, it really did look like they were having fun out there on the floor. And knocking down shots early helps that. Hornets had a brilliant second quarter offensively, going for 42 points, then followed that up with a tremendous defensive quarter in the third, holding Toronto to 14. Charlotte, led by as many as 41 in this game, uh, ended up waltzing to a 32. point win over the Toronto Raptors and making things a little bit more manageable, let's call it, in the Eastern Conference right now. uh, Heading into today's games, Charlotte, they're still in ninth, but they're now a game and a half back at Brooklyn, who's got a tough matchup with Milwaukee. Hornets are going to play Detroit next. It lines up that Charlotte's going to have a shot at this. Brooklyn's going to get better. They're they're an extremely talented team. There's a reason that while there are some folks that are worried they might lose in the play-in tournament, there's others that say, hey, they're still the favorites in the Eastern Conference, so they're far from done yet, um, but the Hornets certainly with some confidence on their side. I don't want to get ahead of myself. The team did lose 9 out of 10 going into the All-Star break, so one win doesn't change everything. But it kind of feels like it does almost, like one win might really turn the tables here for the Hornets. One other thing I want to talk about before we pick our stars, mentioned it looked like the Hornets were having fun easier to do when you have a huge lead. But there were two plays that uh, were up for dunk of the night in Diana. On a night like this where the Hornets had a dunk fest and so many highlight plays, we'll let you pick it. You have this nominee here from rookie J.T. Thor. Martin Lamelo gives to J.T. Thor. He'll drive, rise, and throws it down at the left hand. Barking at the Raptors. Mjolnir is out again for the rookie out of Auburn. J.T. Thor, two buckets, two big dunks for the God of Thunder. And then you had this nominee from Hornets center turn point guard, Mason Plumley. Plumley, nice crossover, gets in the lane, rises and throws down the dunk. Oh my goodness. Mason Plumley, point guard handles and a center-sized dunk. He's got the hive buzzing. I don't know if I did either of them justice, but Diana, you got to witness them both in person. Maybe which one set social media ablaze since that's kind of your department?
2: This is really hard to choose. Both of these were so unbelievable in the moment. First of all, JT Thor is slept on across the league. Warning for everyone, JT Thor is awesome. The God of Thunder is someone to watch out for. I've had so much fun. I think everyone has watching him. You know, a left-handed floater. I mean, he's so long. He's really fun to watch. So all about JT Thor, but I think I might have to give it to Mason because of the the behind-the-back between-the-legs dribble, which was just, everyone was like, what just happened? But I loved it.
1: It was an amazing performance all around, and those two are not even two of the six that ended up scoring in double figures in this one. Had Plumley done so, he would have been the third Hornet to register a double-double. Miles Bridges, his third in as many games. Montrez Harold, biggest game maybe as a Hornet, 20 points and 10 rebounds, and really revving up that crowd. Alright, let's pick out our stars of the night. Diana, you're the guest. You go first.
2: I think Harry is the obvious one, but I'm actually going to go with Kelly for this one because I feel like he's got his energy back. He's got his step back, and it's so great to see him come off the bench and do what Kelly does and and kind of what we've been waiting for him to get back to. You know, he he was out for a little bit. He came back It never really feel like he... Felt like he found his stride before the All-Star break. Like the rest of the team, he was having trouble shooting. And tonight came out with 23 points off the bench. Loved to see that. He had four rebounds. So felt really good about Kelly just finding his shot. And, I mean, our bench had over 50 points, which is awesome to see that between him, Montrez, and Cody Martin. So I'm going to give it to our guy Kelly.
1: Love the pick. He was 5 of 10 from 3. He's never been a super consistent 3-point shooter. I don't want to make it sound like, hey, there's this this season that he had 3 years ago where he was every single month, 38%. That's never really been his M.O. He's been a streaky three-point shooter. So it's not a surprise that he has been hot and cold at different points this season. But as we have well learned, when he gets hot, you got to basically play to the end of the game to see it turn off for him. And this was one of those nights where the light went on. Hopefully it's the first of many. Even with the shooting slump he was in in that last three weeks or so heading into the All-Star break, still shooting 34% from three. that's, That's solid, respectable. And he's still amongst the top 20 in the NBA. And made threes. Now over 150 on the season. Good pick. I'm going to go with Terry Rozier. Now a full court lob. Bridges receives from Terry Rozier and he throws it down. Terry has done so many good things for this team. He's been an elite scorer. He's been a finisher in terms of end of game situations. He has taken on the backup point guard role a little bit more over the last few weeks. And last night he did a little bit of everything 23 points, very efficient from the field, 10 of 16, 3 of 7 from three. Free, didn't attempt to free throw. He also had nine assists and zero turnovers as Brilliant as LaMelo Ball was at times. Didn't have the greatest shooting day. Had as many turnovers as assists. It wasn't a perfect game for LaMelo, although a very, very strong one. But Terry was tremendous. And those two in tandem, when you have one point guard who's as creative as LaMelo Ball is, and if you're forcing the ball out of his hands, it goes to Terry, who is going to then just carve you up too. It really makes for a dynamic pairing. And Terry had a brilliant game. 23 points, 9 assists, 10 of 16 from the field. My star of the night. A night where there was really no person who didn't pull their own weight for the Hornets. Everyone contributing. JT Thor, six points off the bench. Cody Martin, his first game back after a six-game absence. Eight points in 12 minutes. Everyone across the board doing something special in a convincing win for the Hornets. They are now 30-31. and 31, One game under 500. Next matchup up the Detroit Pistons. And we'll, of course, preview that one for you tomorrow here on the Hornets Hivecast. Coming up next, our special conversation with UNC sophomore. Noah Monroe, the first ever recipient of the Rick Benell Memorial Scholarship. We'll talk to him next here on the Hornets Ivecast.
2: I'm not anti-aging. I'm pro-looking my best. Getting cosmetic surgery at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates has me looking young again and filled with the confidence I need to take on the day.
0: From Botox to rhinoplasty to facelifts, Senta offers facial plastic surgery from specially trained eye and ENT doctors who are familiar with how all parts of the face work. Feel like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. It just makes sense.
1: Welcome back again here to the Hornets Hivecast. We'll continue our talk about Hornets basketball momentarily, but want to welcome a special guest here to the HHC, a sophomore at North Carolina Chapel Hill and a Concord native, Noah Monroe, who was just selected as the inaugural recipient of the Rick Bunnell Memorial Scholarship. And he's with us today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Noah, welcome. Congratulations on winning the
3: scholarship. Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
1: We're glad to have you. The award, of course, named after the late, great Rick Bunnell, who was the Hornets beat writer at the Charlotte Observer from the team's inception all the way through last season, after which he, of course, suddenly and very tragically passed away. We miss him very much. But we're honoring him by starting this scholarship. You're the first winner. Tell us, how does it feel to win the award? What does it mean to you as an aspiring sports journalist?
3: I mean, it feels great. I mean, to have one award with Rick Bunnell's name attached to it. I mean that's really the highest honor you can achieve and not just North Carolina journalism but you know journalism across the nation.
1: And for your family in particular there's a, a special connection. Your dad works in the sports media landscape and shadowed him if I'm not mistaken. You, you could probably tell the story better than I can.
3: Yeah so when he was a senior in high school he went to East Mecklenburg High School in Charlotte he shadowed Mr. Bennell. And he went to Hornets practice with him and Mr. Bennell interviewed the then Hornets coach, uh, Gene Littles, I believe, and, then, you know, showed him what it meant to be a sports journalist in professional sports. I mean, showed him that it takes relationships, it takes, you know, chemistry with these people to get the answers, to get stories. It's more than just showing up and doing your job. It, it's a lot of behind the scenes work to, you know, develop these relationships and be on with the Hornets for as long as Mr. Bennell was. And your
1: dad, David, continued from uh, that one shadowing experience to a career in sports. He works as the team historian, if I'm not mistaken, for the Carolina Panthers. So certainly uh, the the impact that Rick had on your family in particular is felt. And even though we, we miss him very much, we're glad that you get to receive this scholarship and continue your education. You're a sophomore at North Carolina. Tell us about some of the things you're interested in and you aspire to do after you graduate.
3: So right now, I am a senior writer at the school's newspaper, The Daily Tar Heel, and that's really helping me to prepare for, you know, after college, you know, writing stories on things like Hubert Davis's introductory press conference covering the women's lacrosse Final Four, you know, covering these big events so that when you get to, you know, after college that you're not swamped by covering things like NBA basketball games or, you know, Super Bowl, World Series, things like that.
1: Well, your hustle is very much admired and appreciated already reading about some of the things that you've done before winning the scholarship covering North Carolina sports all across the state and and beyond at times. And a lot of traits that a lot of sports journalists and broadcasters see in themselves and certainly Rick Bunnell did to the nth degree in his legendary career. We're proud of you. Congratulations on winning the award. Best of luck as you continue your education. And we're looking forward to seeing you in press boxes and press rooms and press rows for a long, long time. Thank you. We'll be back with more of the Hornets Hivecast after this quick break. Hornets fans, make
0: sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today.
1: Congratulations again to Noah Monroe, the first ever recipient of the Rick Bunnell Memorial Scholarship, $10,000 going to his education. It's a wonderful gift from the Hornets as well as uh, the Bunnell family and the Observer family and everyone who's come together to make this scholarship possible. We, of course, very much miss Rick Bunnell, just a, a great person and a great writer. Of course, he will always be missed here with the Hornets, but it's good to see some some good done after a, a tragedy there uh, with the loss of Rick Benell. So congrats to Noah Monroe. We look forward to seeing him in press boxes very, very soon and uh, and press rows and media rooms. Uh, Great kid with a very bright future. All right, segment three here. Diana Biffle is back, manager of social media here for the Charlotte Hornets. And Diana, in addition to all the other great stuff going on with the Hornets social media and the Hornets.com website, Real Access Episode 9 has come out. I teased this at the start of the show. It seems like Real Access gets as much, if not more buzz than anything Else the Hornets put out there on Hornets.com, particularly when there's behind the scenes stuff of LaMelo Ball. This entire episode is LaMelo Ball. There's not a frame, there is not a sound that isn't either LaMelo or someone talking about LaMelo. It's all LaMelo, all episode is in. Complete All-Star Game experience, behind-the-scenes stuff. You were part of the team. They went out and captured the content. Tell us about the episode and uh, what all went into capturing all this great content from the All-Star Weekend in Cleveland.
2: It was a phenomenal weekend. Starting, you know, Friday morning all the way through Sunday, the All-Star game. LaMelo was in the Rising Stars game, which was really awesome. And then, of course, the All-Star game. So he, you know, the episode will, will start Thursday night. We had a game here in Charlotte. It starts with him, you know, walking into the locker room that day everybody congratulating him so you'll get to see that just kind of what the team is like how much support lamello has here in charlotte how excited his whole team the whole coaching staff everyone in this arena is for him to be an all-star so that's really great to see and then you see him go through this amazing experience and you get to hear from other players across the league what they think of lamello what jb our coach you know how he, what he thinks about how his game has evolved how he is now an All-Star and everything that we expect to see from Lomelo. So a lot of really great insights coming from people all across the NBA and also just a behind-the-scenes peek at maybe the biggest night of the year, aside from maybe the finals, (laughs) for the league. So it's really fun. It was so awesome to get to be there, to capture content. You know, last All-Star, it was very kind of down to the bones in terms of coverage of All-Star. So it was really awesome to get to bring four people from our, our digital team, to Cleveland to capture everything from the Rising Stars practice to the All-Star practice, the amazing community initiatives that the players get involved in while they're there, and then, of course, the Rising Stars challenge and the All-Star game itself. So, really fun. LaMelo was cool as a cucumber the entire time, as could be expected. Didn't seem to have any nerves at all the entire time.
1: It's so odd that he's one of the youngest players ever to participate in an All-Star game, And it feels so natural for him. Everything just fits. It's not like he's pressing... And everything just comes together for him. He had a brilliant All Star performance. One of the top scorers on Team Durant played the final few minutes, Ding up Steph Curry and in certain respects depriving him of uh, the the easier looks at that uh, record for points in a game in an All Star game. Still had 50. The North Carolina Navy was outstanding. But if there's a second billing, I guess to you know Steph Curry or someone who maybe was not on the winning team but really showed something about what they can do in this kind of stage, it was Lamelo Ball. He's just such a natural. And there's two ways to look at that in terms of his overall play. Because I'd say with the Hornets, everything just seems to come naturally to him. I don't know that we've seen him really work hard or try hard to completely take over this team. And I mean that in a good way. He's just fitting in and allowing everything to flow and come to him and try and accentuate his teammates' best attributes. Part of that might be he's barely 100 games into his career, I think, as he grows physically continues to mature in terms of the nuances of his game and starts to really dominate play more often, we're going to see better and better versions of Lamel. But to see him do this at age 20, it's remarkable. It was a remarkable performance in All-Star Weekend, and this behind the scenes footage is really a lot of fun to take in. Tell me, Diana, was there anything that got cut that you would want to tell us about behind the scenes in a Real Access Episode 9 LaMelo Ball All-Star Game Experience? I
2: don't anything that particularly got cut, but I will say that we had a Double overtime game on Thursday night. So it did change up the schedule a bit. So the media team, actually, myself and three people on our team, flew in on Thursday, and we were there there during the day, and we covered the game remotely from Cleveland. And the plan was to meet LaMelo at his hotel, capture footage of him arriving, and then it got later and later and later, and we were like, okay, at this point, we're meeting LaMelo at 3 a.m. at his hotel. Is anybody even going to feel awake enough to... You know, is is Mello going to be up to filming at that point? Are we going to be up to it? We also have to get up really early for all of the Rising Stars practices and the media availability for Rising Stars. So we did have to kind of call an audible and decide, all right, maybe we just get some sleep and we start fresh in the morning. So nothing we really cut there, but I will say we were tired on Friday morning. Lamelo had to get up and actually, you know, do exercise and, and do his job on the court. We just, you know, we had to do our job, but it wasn't as physically taxing. So shout out to him for being able to wake up after only a few hours of sleep, I'm sure. So And,
1: and playing a double overtime game. Really? He just is brilliant, continues to amaze. And, and again, like I said, everything's come so naturally, it's like he's played this out in his mind before, and so that is experience enough, but really the best is yet to come for this kid. Only 20 years old, already an all-star, and you can see all the behind-the-scenes footage in Real Access Episode 9, available right now on Hornets.com. Diana Biffle, Hornets manager of social media, thanks as always for joining us here on the Hornets Hivecast.
2: Happy to be here.
1: And thanks to all of you as well for tuning in. A reminder tomorrow we will have another edition of the HHC, amongst other things, Pre. Preview- viewing the matchup with the Detroit Pistons. Tickets are still available at Hornets.com. Till next time, for our guest host today, Diana Biffle, Hornets manager of social media, and our producer, Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber, saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time, right here on the Hornets Hivecast.
0: Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.